Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Tamara Thompson, the founder and CEO of Broadcast Your Authority, a content marketing agency specializing in creating repurposable micro-content. So this week we're talking viral content, no cats or puppies, I promise. Thanks for downloading. Now, most of us would probably like to go viral. Even if you say you don't want to go viral, you'd probably just like, you know, one video, one post, just like have a million views or something. You'd love it, wouldn't you, really? Uh, this week, I'm chatting with Tamara Thompson, the founder and CEO of Broadcaster Authority, a data-driven content marketing agency that specializes in creating repurposable micro-content. Now, Tamara has helped her clients go viral, and she shares examples of strategy that kind of works. Okay, uh, You can find Tamara on the Broadcaster Authority website, also LinkedIn as well. Uh, don't forget to connect. There's links in the show notes. Check those out. Can I quickly mention that not another marketing podcast is ad-free. Love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. You can check out more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked Tamara was, what, what would she say going viral actually means? Well, you know, viral is, is used to describe a video. It, it doesn't refer to the type of content, but rather the way mm. in which it actually gains popularity. So it really depends on the business too. Like what's the business focus? Do they want to go viral or are they strictly just trying to get more views or are they focusing on the right type of people to view? You know, you can go viral and it could totally help a business, which it does. It's like a like an individual going on Shark Tank, right? So they're going to go on this television show, the video goes viral, that video also is placed on YouTube, and people are able to find them. So that type of virality is helpful, right? Other people might go viral and they might think like, well, that was silly because it depends on the content that went viral. So it's it's different, you know? It depends on the brand. If they're like a, a beauty brand or a clothing brand, of course they want to go viral. If it's a coaching or consulting brand, they might, I like the idea of going viral because it, it brings more awareness to who they are as a high-end consultant. So it really de- depends on the brand, really. Yeah, because I talk to quite a few kind of social media managers and one of the questions they get asked and they probably roll their eyes out an awful lot is, is the client who turns around and says, I want this to go viral. Yeah, it, I guess it depends on the person, the company and the brand Yeah. Um, because it's it's one of those things that, yeah, a lot of people, we say like, yeah, you have the potential to go viral when you have a very niched business, when you have a very niche topic, especially for like video podcasts and YouTube specifically, when you find that viral content, it's important to double down on what's working because people start throwing up just all different types of content. But when it's very niched, you have more opportunity to go viral. And that also helps with that viral piece for companies that, in general. Yeah, I think it's I think the the numbers don't help, do they? Because if you, if you've got somebody like, I don't know, Nike or McDonald's or somebody like that, if they go viral, right? It's we're talking millions of shares, likes, whatever's, right? But then if your local accountant or a small business or something goes viral, viral, it, it could mean just like 50 shares, 50 
actions or engagements. Would that be right? Yeah. So when they when you come to the terms of viral, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean like a number, like a million views, mm. right? It actually means that something went fast, shared at a fast, high rate capacity. So it could be 20,000 views in a matter of the first hour of being published. That would be considered viral. It's not a million views, but it was 20,000, right? So we work with a, a lot of agents and uh, consultants. We also work with firms like CPA firms. We told one of yeah. our CPA firm clients that said, hey, you had this content go viral around conversations about tax resolution debt for celebrities and athletes because people were searching for things on celebrities and athletes that particular content went viral but not because of the fact of him being a CPA firm or a tax resolution specialist. It was because yeah. people were searching for other types of things. So it helped his views and channel, but it didn't necessarily reach his ideal target audience. So it depends on who's actually watching and those that actually subscribe to be fans. Are they following you for the right reason after that viral content goes? Should we try and go viral? Or, or do you think it, it usually just tends to happen because you just happy to catch something at the right time i think it could go a different couple different ways i i know that we when we work with podcasters you know a lot of them want to have the opportunity to have thousands of downloads they want yeah. to potentially go viral on youtube they want that virality factor but they also want that virality factor to reach more of their ideal clients so it can definitely help because what we've see, been seeing with youtube shorts right now is those are really taking off for our clients. They'll get, you know, a thousand views in the first hour. And it's just the micro content that's promoting the short form video podcast. But it's not meaning just because it's showing up on the For You page of YouTube, it doesn't actually mean that those people are actually your, you know, average clients, but it's actually helping their channel grow. So if someone is genuinely, truly interested in that content, they will subscribe. And that's what we've seen is, you know, daily, they may get like five new subscribers on YouTube because someone actually resonated with that little teaser video yeah. from their video podcast. So going viral can definitely help and it can build more rapport with people and it builds that audience that actually, you know, subscribes because then they start getting more other content. And then they, we say, hey, since that video went viral, you know, viral tendency, maybe it got 25,000 views in a day on a YouTube short. Yeah. We say, hey, create another one that's very similar and see how that works. And a lot of the times it tends to take off because people are already on their channel searching for that specific keyword. If it's scaling your business, you know, and there's a YouTube short on it, obviously people that saw it that subscribed are looking to scale their business. So create another video that's 60 seconds or less that matches that topic shared in that podcast. And then that one tends to take off as well. So it's about paying attention to the metrics. You pay attention to the keywords and what people are actually searching for and which videos are actually going viral and then create more of that. And that helps your YouTube channel take off even more and your TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 there is a strategy behind it, isn't there? I mean, it's not just we've, we've gone viral. Do you think... Your strategy. Yeah. Everything is strategy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah. that I think that the art of it, and I think it is a bit of an art in a way, a little bit like performance, right? The art of it is to make it look as if it's completely natural and off the cuff, right? I, I wouldn't know they're saying that. So, as an agency <laughs> owner, and we specifically focus on SEO optimization for YouTube and podcasts. Yeah. Everything that we do is with 
lead generation purpose, but also keyword optimized. So all of our clients, we do the market research to be able to tell them what type of content people are actually searching for on YouTube and Google. We want to direct them first on what type of topics they should be creating for their industry, for their podcast. So everything's very much uh, dedicated to a strategy. Yes, there's people and YouTubers out there that that are just, they, they wanna be that YouTuber. You have that younger generation that wants to be a YouTuber, a TikToker. Mm-hmm. We work with business owners that actually wanna grow their brand and get leads and more clients. So it's a very specific system. Like an example, one of our clients, Melissa, she had five subscribers on YouTube when she started with nice. us and her podcast. But the fact was she was like, I don't have a following. I said, that's okay. You have a very specific niche uh, with Alzheimer's and dementia content. Sure. After working with us for about five months, she had a video takeoff that went viral. It had 2.2 million views. We said, wow. hey, your audience has <laughs> spoken, right? Yeah, so yeah. double down, create a video that's just like that. Like very, very similar, even with the keywords, which she did, that one took off and had basically almost 400,000 views to that second video and so on. So we said, hey, you know what? The people just spoke. They want to watch more of your Alzheimer's content, right? Like warning signs of Alzheimer's. And boom, she took off and she's got almost 25,000 subscribers in about three years. Her downloads and podcasts, she got approached for sponsorships and partnerships. And then she also has done partnerships with universities. So now everything in our business is covered by other people. So because she's taken our advice on the direction of what content to actually um, put out there on YouTube is very specific. And we know that people watch her videos for an average of 16 minutes based on the watch time in the back end. So we say, hey, Melissa, make sure that your videos on the solo content are only 15 minutes long because your average watch time is 16 minutes. So you want YouTube to recommend your content, which gives that opportunity to go viral, which she has several times after that. So it's really, it's it's very much a strategy. So like, Try doing all these fun, silly videos, which people do, but that's not what I focus on. That's not what our clients focus on. It's very direct on what your business does um, to attract the right people within that virality. You have to find people that they're subscribing because they actually genuinely want to listen to the content, but also potentially work with you. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea. It's strategy, is it at all? Even like 50 years ago, I suppose. Before my time, obviously, um, uh, you would you would go out and you would do market research and you would find out what people wanted to see, and then you would create that thing. And we're and it, we're doing the same now. It's just that it's through digital tools. data gathering. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Our, we use tools specific. Um, you know, there's TubeBuddy, VidIQ, keywords yeah. everywhere. There's all these plugins and extensions that are so, you know, high tech on that side that help us provide that research for people. So our clients don't have to do the research. We end up doing it for them. So it gives them that direction. And literally all our clients do is push the record button, pass out the content, and the team does the rest. But it's very focused with data and things like that. So, yeah, you can want to go viral. You know, you can you know, want that aspect, which I think Hmm. a lot of people want that, that feeling, because once something takes off, they get really excited about it, you know, but you can't get discouraged if that's the only thing that goes viral, right? 
Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, of course. I mean, if if you know people are listening or people are watching, then you know it's going to make you feel good. It makes you feel as if you've done something worthwhile. Of course, because we're all creating podcasts to <laughs> yeah. make sure that we spread you know brand awareness and and stories and information yeah. and knowledge. And you know, the more that it actually has the opportunity to go viral, then it has the opportunity to actually um, reach more people, which is what we want to do in the long run for our podcast. Mm. Yeah. Is video the easiest format to kind of make a go viral as such? I would say yes. I know that you prefer audio podcasts, but I'd <laughs> I have do. to beg to differ on this so with the video background. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so video, it's, it's so powerful. Um, with my background, what I've seen, the reason that I went into this, this direction was because of my, my passion for long-form content being created and cut into micro content to share as micro content, teasers, shorts, mm. reels, TikTok videos. And I had this with me the past decade because when I had gone through the film industry, I had directed a bunch of films. Some of them were picked up by indie flicks and acquired there. Mm. And then what happened was when the, the beast came out itself, uh, YouTube. I actually jumped on board with YouTube when it first started and was trying to figure it out. And I had the rights to share micro content of these films to YouTube and right. the inspiring content, the, the knowledge, the based content that we shared with started to take off on YouTube. And it really got to this point where I was like, wow, these powerful stories, these powerful points all recorded on video because people connected with the emotion of the person and their face and their story. And it really just turned where we had a video that was basically micro content, a short piece of this film go viral and it had 888,000 views in less than two weeks. Right. And that really helped me determine the direction of how I wanted to help others do the same. So. That's where our company stepped in and really just helped figure out this YouTube beast and figure out what's better than long form content that's listened to and they share stories and knowledge other than what's better than podcasts. So why not focus on video podcasts on YouTube and, and show people that YouTube is not just for watching sports or violence or the news or anything <laughs> like that. It's really yeah. something where other people go to be educated and learn and hear stories. Yeah. So the video element, yes, the video element takes off a lot, a lot faster on YouTube than trying to repurpose an audio podcast on YouTube where it just might have an image and a wave bar or something like people want to connect when they're scrolling through that specific app. Yeah, it, the, the must, as a filmmaker, it must have been kind of like a bit of a wow moment when you cho YouTube arrived, must it? Because uh, I, I suppose making a film before the Internet was was a lot harder, uh, I would imagine. You would have to get all sorts of... You'd, you'd need teams and teams of people, wouldn't you? You'd need all sorts of distributors and, you'd, you'd, you know, you'd need hardware for a start. You'd need to produce these things on something, either a video or a tape or, or a CD or a DVD or something. Whereas now it's just... Yeah, it's, do you, is yeah. it easier? You know, obviously digital sources now is, is so much easier. Obviously we have cell phones and smartphones that record in yeah. 4K now and they can be as, you know, in the quality of a blockbuster movie. <laughs> but, yeah. but at the same time, yeah, when I started utilizing um, film and stuff like that, I transitioned into tapes first and then went digital. Um, and so we were still supplying uh, 
you know, DVDs and things like that and submissions. And so when everything all of a sudden was like, you can submit this into the film festival via Dropbox, via MP4 (laughs) file. We're like, wow, this this? is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it was, it was cool. I was able to transition from tape to DVDs to digital and see that era change. And now it's just so simple that we can upload videos from a touch of our smartphones. Yeah, yeah. I I remember working in radio like in the late 90s, early 2000s, and I had a lot of friends who were in, who were journalists, worked for for newspapers. And they thought this internet thing was the most incredible thing ever because they could actually then go out and write the things that they really wanted to write without having to, you know, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah it, the internet it has changed the world and it will continue to change the world and yeah. things will ever be changing with platforms and apps and things like that. There's going to be the next, you know, TikTok or next app or next mm. YouTube that will come in and have that viral tendency. You know, I see the world of TikTok going to be turning into the world of Facebook and Instagram because it will want people to purchase ads on its platform. It's yes. it's hyping people up right now for that virality piece that helped people get over there. So more people were going viral. So more people were actually coming to the application. And so, but at some point, of course, these platforms want to generate money via advertising. Yeah. So there will be a, a more of a point where that shift, I believe, you'll start seeing that. Yeah. Uh, is it worth kind of poking the bear to go viral? Can it harm you? Because I see a lot of people and they deliberately, you know, they are deliberately trying to wind people up just to go viral, right? <laughs> I, I guess it depends on the type of person. It <laughs> depends on how people actually handle popularity, right? So yeah. you could try to go viral, but then the mentality once you go viral and like actually figuring out or listening to people, because what I think what people don't understand is uh, the way they have to handle responses. Because when you go viral, a lot of the time, it's not always positive uh, comments, right? Yeah, you'll have sure. um, haters. So when you go p- viral, you'll have the supporters and then you'll have people making you know rude remarks. And, but that's those remarks are what's allowing this to go viral. So if people can handle uh, hate and, you know, disrespect and things like that when you go viral, like that's that's great that you can handle that. But people have to be prepared. I had a client that went viral and she was very young at the time she went viral. She was mm. only 19 years old. That's young. And she stepped away from YouTube for three months because yeah. she could not handle the hate yeah. because she literally uh, had 25 million views in basically a week. She went on Good Morning America and all these other places. She, what happened was she actually revealed her, her vulnerability of removing her makeup as a model and sharing that she had acne under this makeup. And so that viral video, she, she had to step away because she could not handle the hatred of people making fun of her acne. Three months later, she stepped back and realized she had more support than hate. And then she wanted to teach other young women that it was okay to be vulnerable and share their skin and their informalities and things like that. And she is now one of the largest beauty, natural beauty influencers Mm. on YouTube after I've known her for quite a long time, about 12 years now. 
But at that point, she like took off. But now she's got consistently, she got confident in her skin. And she now knows that there's a lot of people that, that provide hate on YouTube and viral videos. But when you can handle it and approach it differently and keep creating content that inspires and is educational, then you'll just build that, that fan base for life. And she's got over 2 million followers on YouTube at this point and hundreds of thousands on other platforms. Yeah, so good she's for got her. a lot of support. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, do, do you kind of build, build this into a strategy when, you, when you're creating something? Do you think to yourself there may be elements of, of negativity here and, and we need to be prepared for it? We always, we always inform our, our clients of that. It's, it's the thought that, you know, we always just approach it that way. Say like, you know, things will, will take off. We had our client, Melissa, that started with five subscribers. I told you about and it's now almost 25,000 subscribers. She had recorded content um, with a background that was very distracting. It was like these kind of Chinese fans that were back there that were patterned. Mm. And part of the reason that it that video took off was because of the negativity of people commenting about her background. Yeah. <laughs> so she thought it was funny. Like yeah. if you have a backbone and you can think it's funny, you can ignore those people or you can yeah. really comment back because if you turn around and comment back, yeah. you could be like, you know, thanks. I really, you know, I got my fans at, you know, my background at yeah. Target or, you know, or something, yeah. you know, it's, it's about just making fun with it. And just ignoring those that provide the hate, but also commenting back to all the people that are actually there to comment about her Alzheimer's video, right? Yeah. So she put the attention on those that she was helping and removed, you know, you, you want to leave the comments unless it's like profanity or something because the actual commenting helps it continue to be found. Sure. So, so yeah, we always prepare people like, hey, like just so you know, not all viral content uh, is... Is helpful. We had a client that went from 200 subscribers um, to 40,000 in 60 days uh, and TikTok yeah. because I said, hey, you need to create how-to videos in the hospitality industry because that's what you're known for. He started taking off. One of his videos got 1.3 million views in a week. And he was, he was like, can I delete all these negative comments? I was like, no. I was like, just ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it hurts people's feelings. It hurts people's egos. But when you can handle that, it's it's worth poking yeah. the bear. I would say. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's um I think it's the levels of it, isn't it? Because I mean I mean I remember when I worked in radio and did a tiny little bit of TV work. I would have people tell me I was rubbish. I would have people phone up the radio studio and I'd answer the phone and they'd say, "Mate, you're rubbish. Get off the radio." Uh, but I was at work <laughs> and I didn't care. And and when I went yeah. home, it was fine. I was sat on my sofa. I was watching TV. And I was oh, and, and, you're not going to resonate yeah. with everybody e either. Yeah. You know, uh, you just have to focus on the people you do resonate with. Exactly. Yeah, but it, it, the levels weren't there. It wasn't like 24 hours a day, thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe, of this negativity. It was. Well, it was like just the odd one. What's hard? Well, what's hard with it too is because we have all these mobile devices and have mm. access to these apps twenty four seven at this point. And if people don't unplug. Yeah. And they just sleep with their phones by their beds or they get up in the middle of the night because they can't sleep and they're searching the Internet. It's like their minds don't shut off either. So the, the, the way that people communicate these days, I think they just don't wind down sometimes yeah. in their own head. And some people 
back, you know, we, we would leave work before the internet came out, leave work and we don't, we didn't have to think about anything. We went home yeah. to our families for dinner and, you know, we went out for the weekend. We had phones that weren't, you know, cell phones and, you yeah. know, all these things that we, we had access to where we could just kind of shut our mind off. But now that we have access to all these apps and people, you go to restaurants and people are just on their phone, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm there, you know, with, with somebody and I, I put my phone away yeah. when I'm at a restaurant. Still. I do. I, like, yes. I do. Yeah. You know, I, like yeah. you look around and the millennials and not, not always the millennials, but even couples, like they're just yeah. looking at their phones and you wonder like, what's so important during dinner time to, to be watching? Are you watching YouTube? Is something going viral? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, in a way. Um, so, so Carly, I, I'm thinking LinkedIn now because LinkedIn, to, in my mind, has got worse, and and there's a lot of viral stuff that is being deliberately done. I'm thinking there's a lot of crying on LinkedIn, um, a lot of people deliberately posting things to to get all these likes and shares and comments and things to try and, I suppose, push the algorithm towards them in a way. How much kind of self-respect should we kind of give up to go go viral? I guess it depends on the people you're following. Mm. <laughs> um, like, I don't really tend to follow people that are leveraging that sense. I see LinkedIn as just a very big spammy inbox um, yeah. at this point. Um, people don't know how to communicate anymore no. um, or provide value first without pitching in a first message. Uh, that's what I've seen with LinkedIn. And it's, you know, it's actually getting really ridiculous at this point for the viral aspect. Um, I do see people, I tend to surround myself with like humble people, strong, um, strong, kind people. Yeah. So my feed is a lot of people sharing out viral content that's inspirational. Sure. Um, and um, I can see that being helpful like or entrepreneurial or things like that. So when I personally see my feed from who I follow, um, I respect those that are, are sharing other information of other entrepreneurs that went viral or these stories or things that may bring a tear to your eye. Like that's, that's totally okay. I don't tend to follow the news. I don't watch TV. I don't, mm. I don't do any of that stuff. And I don't follow people that, that do either because people that thrive off of negativity or these other types of videos, people will literally say like, oh, didn't you hear about this? And I was like, actually, no, I didn't because yeah. I don't watch the news. And yes. so yeah. like, I don't yeah. tend to see that side um, of it, but I'm sure that people, like you said, you've seen people are out there like trying to share stuff to go viral. Yeah. Um, and, but then you can also kind of see through people as well. At, at times, I think like they're trying to share something in support of something going on, you know, maybe violence in another country or something that's going on in the world. Yeah. You can help support and share this information, yeah. but how are you doing it? You know, is it yeah. respectful to what's going on in the world or are you just trying to get views? Yeah. And it's, so it's, I think it can kind of come through, like, sure. based, I don't know about you, but I follow intuition quite often. Yeah. yeah. And I, you can I, just kind of get that feeling, right, yeah. when you see stuff. So if someone wants to be respected on LinkedIn, you know, make sure it's worth sharing and it is, is it the type yeah. of content that you want to be sharing and, and actually truly support yeah, exactly. I, I think it's kind of like having a positive outlook on it. I mean, I, I, I've seen videos on, particularly on LinkedIn, of folks trying to go viral, and they're like videoing themselves um, giving a sandwich and a coffee to a homeless person. And I, I find that this is just awful. 
I think that I'm just <laughs> old. An, I see that as an attention seeker. So oh. it's. Uh, but that's yeah, awful. That's awful. It's not something that probably should be shared on LinkedIn. I don't see it being like mm. LinkedIn. It has become very spammy. But yeah. the 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 way that people do things again, I think a lot of people see through it and they can try it. Some people may resonate with it and it depends on how this person sees themselves and respects themselves. So at the end of the day, is this truly what they want to share? If it's something they really want to show that they need attention, that they're giving back to somebody, or is it something like myself where I keep behind doors and I, I know I help give back to a charity every sure, year. I, yeah. you know, I do a lot of stuff, but I don't gloat it or, you know, yeah. on social media. Yeah. I, I think there's it's, an algorithm, uh, there's an algorithm aspect to it as well, that I think if people, if people feel like they've got an easy way to go viral and an easy way to kind of like almost activate the algorithm towards them. Do you, do you know what I mean? That, that, that if the algorithm mm-hmm. suddenly noticed thousands and thousands of people liking and sharing, the algorithm doesn't really matter what the content is. They just see the likes and the shares and they think it thinks you're more important. Yeah, I, you know, because, I mean, the algorithm's always watching and listening. So, yeah. Yeah. so we, we know that, yes, they're going to start taking off in certain directions and that they it's their choice to go that way so yeah, if they lose yeah, respect from others then that's could it could hurt them they could also gain new following right but it could also lose respect on old following depending on how people see it right yeah. it's everybody has their yeah. own views on it and everybody you know you either want to go viral or you want to just reach yeah. more people right it's there's people out there that are like i just want to reach more people yeah and provide value if i go viral great yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Helpful. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'd want the stress. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've had lots of viral content, so um, yeah, it's just about keeping your energy uh, where it's truly at yeah. and who you are. Um, yeah. Share like who you really are on those yeah. videos, yeah. and um, I don't focus on silly content. All my content's value based, teaching, educational, inspirational. And that's what I do. And I just stay in my own lane, right? Yeah, I don't do yeah. dancing videos no, or no, cooking no, no, or, no. you know, showing a vlog or anything like that. But um, other people may enjoy that. And, and creativity is important with virality as of well. Course. So there's yeah. things to consider on that side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tamara, this is fantastic chat. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I could talk for ages on this. Um, where can we find you? Where's your website and your social media? Where's all your viral little social media things? <laughs> yeah, of course. You can look up Tamara Thompson on YouTube, Tamara Thompson official on Instagram. Apparently Tamara Thompson was taken, so I had to be Tamara Thompson official. So I'm officially Tamara Thompson on Instagram. And then also, uh, yeah, the way that people can actually work with our content marketing agency for podcasts is at broadcastyourauthority.com. And it's it's just a, a great space to be able to, you know, understand virality, but yeah. you know, you don't have to go viral. You know, no. if you want to just get consistent and get the right people to follow you, that's where YouTube optimization comes in really well. Yeah. Fantastic. Listen, Tamara, thanks ever so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you, John. Thanks so much for having me today. Thanks again to Tamara for her time. Don't forget to check out the links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favourite podcast player. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.